This is Wednesday, November 10th. Now, years ago, when Sandy and I were being evaluated for a church planting position, we met an older couple going through the same process. The couple looked to be retirement age, and once we learned their story, it didn't really make sense that they were seeking approval as we were. We were young. You see, this couple had planted a dozen churches in the Pacific Northwest serving another Christian denomination. And our denomination, the Presbyterian Church in America, was young and just learning how to get church planters to the field. Of course, they were approved. And they were placed in a difficult community in upstate New York. And the work was the most difficult in all of their life of ministry. I think of this couple because their prayer sounded much like Paul's request for prayer we find in Colossians chapter 4. And pray for us too that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. That's Colossians 4 verse 3 to 4. Now, when we think of Paul and his situation, we can understand this request for prayer. As we have learned, Paul was in prison awaiting release. How could he conduct his ministry there? But Paul never saw his circumstances as the controlling reality of his ministry. He knew that if God had him in prison, God would be working there as well. We learned and talked yesterday about how Onesimus the slave came to faith after Paul met him in prison. We find these words at the end of Paul's letter to the Philippian church. Greet all God's people in Christ Jesus. The brothers and sisters who are with me send greetings. All God's people here send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. That's Philippians 4, 21-22. Yes, the remarkable thing is that while Paul was in prison under house arrest, he had the opportunity to engage with the mission of Christ. He even saw members of Caesar's household staff come to faith. Now, a challenge for us in sharing faith in Jesus is that we place limits in our thinking on where and how this will happen. We think a person will not be interested, so we refrain from sharing. We think we need perfect circumstances, just the right setting and the right moment. Paul might have thought he could resume his ministry once he was released from prison. But actually, while he was in prison, he did some of his most productive ministry. God often opens such doors for us too. The couple I mentioned that went through church planter assessment with Sandy and me went to a very resistant community in upstate New York. The people were very difficult to reach, and the church didn't look like it was going to come together. Few people responded. Then, one of the most prominent women in the community passed away. And this woman had stated in the directions for her funeral that a Presbyterian minister was to conduct the service. My friend was the only Presbyterian pastor in town, and so he conducted the service for a woman he never met. The woman's prominence in that town meant 
that most of the important people in town turned out for the service. And all of a sudden, my friend had the opportunity to speak with the leaders of the town and to share the gospel with them. The church he started came to be born of the relationships made through that funeral. Out of a death came new life, and the church just seemed to take off after that. Now here's our danger. We can put ourselves in the place of God. Determine who, and we determine who will and won't respond in what place or time may or may not be the right one. Instead, those in Christ are to live on mission every day and to see every encounter as a divine appointment and every person made in the image of God and precious to God. Now, prayer, Paul asked for prayer for two things. First, that God would open doors for the gospel. Yes, God creates the opportunities. We can't open people's hearts or change anybody's heart. But we can pray for God, and we can look for God to be working. And second, he asked for the ability to share the message clearly. It may be better to use the word aptly. Yes, he's asking for clarity in sharing, but also clarity for the moment and the person that God puts in front of him. I think of all the opportunities Paul had. He shared Jesus before Jews in synagogues across Asia Minor, and with Gentiles in the agoras or marketplaces of the great Greek cities, and even from the place for philosophical debate at Mars Hill in Athens. You see, each required a different clarity and aptness, a different kind of sharing, because each setting was so different. And so we also, we continue to pray as Paul did, for open doors and in wisdom and how to share wherever God opens a door. Let's pray for that together today. Lord God, help us to trust that you're working around us each day. Give us eyes to see the divine appointments you set out for us. We pray for open doors and open hearts for the gospel, and also wisdom in knowing how to share your grace with others. Give us humble hearts, open lives, because we trust in you. For we pray in your name. Amen.